0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Brie, and joining me today for the second time, I'm so grateful, um, is editor Susan the Queen Litman. Susan, thank you for joining me again today. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for
1: having me for that fantastic introduction.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I have to say, listeners, like, I really have no idea where this conversation is going, which makes me even more excited. I just know Susan has things to tell us about what is happening. So you all will be just as surprised as as I am. So let's start here. Susan, how has 2023 been for you? Like we're recording this kind of towards the end of December. Looking back on the year, how has it been for you?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been... definitely a year of (laughs) a lot of hectic things, Um, lots of change. I mean, we were just talking about how, you know, you've seen some changes starting to creep in and, you know, we're, we're definitely making some changes um, to um, special edition and to the continuity program. Um, For instance, you know, you mentioned seeing some, some covers changing and things like that. So For those who don't know, um, starting in 2024, our word count in special edition is going up to 70 to 75,000 words, so there will be more story coming to you, um, which is, I think, so exciting. I'm really thrilled about that. And the continuities, which used to be a part of our special edition monthly lineup, so you'd have one Montana Mavericks or one Fortunes of Texas as part of our lineup, we're splitting those off. They'll be a separate product line. And for the first time, I think since any of us can remember, the Fortunes of Texas and Montana Mavericks will be on the shelf together simultaneously um, every month. And there will be 12 books a year instead of six months of Montana Mavericks, followed by six months of Fortunes of Texas. So it's definitely been um, a complex year as we've tried to work out a lot of these details, um, including the storytelling, et cetera, and how to manage schedules and author schedules and things like that. Um, But it's been very exciting. And I think readers are going to be. Surprised and hopefully find a lot to dig into when these books start hitting the shelves and I, and I hope um, I hope people really love what they see both in special edition and in the continuities, and I think they will I think they will. I think we're really delivering on all fronts, and I'm very excited by the editorial
0: okay, so let's start with the continuity because those are big deals people we love those series what inspired the change or the 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 path that the direction that the continuities for special edition are going
1: well i think that you're talking about the sort of making it a standalone yeah. kind of program i think it's because two reasons really on one hand we'd like to really highlight special edition the editorial and on the other hand, these we want to give these books an opportunity to stand on their own outside the line.
0: Okay. And yeah. this was
1: really the best way to do that. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they've been around a long time and so this is the first time that they really will be on their own, so to speak. And for anybody that's listening, like those series
0: like for from as an editor perspective if somebody's completely new to special edition they can just jump in at any time right
1: I think they can just jump in at any time I mean we're we're not we're not putting these together as like to clarify what a continuity is for someone who may not know um the best way that I can Create a comparison for this is think of it as almost a limited TV series. So you have, you know, six episodes or eight episodes of a limited series. That's kind of what this is. Um, and then it will come back next season, so to speak, mm-hmm. with a different arc. Um, but a lot of similar characters and, of course, new main characters because, you know, we've got your, every, everybody needs an opportunity to fall in love, right? So um, I think that you can pick up a book. And find a story to, no pun intended, fall in love with. Discover a setting that intrigues you. That discover supporting characters that interest you, and then think, oh, I, I want to go back and read more. I want to, I want to find out more about this town. I want to find out more about this family and who these family members are, and and see what else is going on. And then. The more interested you get, you can dig back into that history and discover more series to, you know, to discover and to read about. So you really can kind of start anywhere. Let's talk about the word count. I know I personally Mm -hmm. am really excited to
0: see what the authors do with this extra, these extra words that they can use. Why are we getting that? And like, what are you excited to, about for that, both as like the editor, the storytelling part of it, and then for readers?
1: So for special edition, yes, we're going up to 70 to 75. The continuities are going to be staying the same at 55 to 60, which sometimes becomes interesting to juggle (laughs) on (laughs) on a day of editing. Um, But I think it gives us an opportunity in in terms of special edition editorial it really gives us an opportunity to explore more layered stories bring in the lives of secondary characters more and and explore those interactions with our main hero and heroine and how they interact with family members and friends with with people that they know in life, and not necessarily only and specifically central to the romance, but open up their lives overall and really see who these people are. And it makes it a fuller story, and it does enrich the romance as well. So I think that it will create a richer reading experience, a more layered storytelling. And the books that we've been seeing so far at the longer word count are really showing us that this was a a great direction to go in.
0: Yeah, because community is such a big part of special edition. So getting to see more of the community, I think it's just gonna be so special.
1: Absolutely.
0: When will we actually see like the longer books? Is is all of this like kind of kicking out kicking off like in January or will it be later on in the year?
1: So some of them have been kind of creeping in a little bit as the authors have been starting to stretch and, and figure out how to work this into their writing. But from a formal perspective, in, in February, March 2024, you'll, you'll see the new covers and the new word count on the shelves. Okay, yeah.
0: so I told you, like, you know, I've been s- sort of seeing some covers changing as mm-hmm. well. What is up with that? Because the few that I have seen, I'm like, it It still reads, it still looks special edition, but it looks totally different at the same time. Like, the few that <laughs> I have seen have been gorgeous. And I'm like, okay, I recognize this is special edition, But Mm -hmm. it's just—I don't know—it's evolved so beautifully, and I can't wait to see more. Um, Was that was all of this happening kind of at the same time, or like how did the cover change discussion happen?
1: Yeah, I. This was everything was sort of happening at the same time. So when I say it was a hectic year, (laughs) this is exactly what I'm talking about. And I think a lot of it had to do with well, how do we complement the editorial? How do we create a look that is clean and not cluttered and focuses on what this story is about and really sells the story and really tells the reader this is what you're getting in this book mm-hmm. um, without without clutter if that makes sense. Um, you know and it was difficult. We would go through many different versions till we hit on something that we would all feel was the one. Um, And when we finally hit on something that we thought, oh, this is it, that this really works for this story. And this is the look that we're going for. Um, It, it, you know, it, it was a lot of back and forth, but we have a phenomenal art team and they really did. I think they did a stellar job. I think they're still doing an amazing job month after month. So I think, I think readers are gonna be really intrigued and, and thrilled when they see these covers. It's it's an exciting look.
0: Are there any is there anything else before I like start asking about any books that you that we should like be looking out for in the beginning of the year? Are there any is there anything else change wise that we can expect?
1: Not beyond the changes that we've talked about. Um, this is, these are, these are the big picture changes, like your continuities are going to be, you know, a separate distinct product line and your special edition books are going to be, um, special edition. Basically we, there will be, as I'm sure you've heard, there will be, um, sort of books celebrating the 75th anniversary of Harlequin throughout the Harlequin series program throughout the year. Um so those would be things to look out for and that includes in special edition. So readers should definitely look out for those. But yeah, there there are going to be a number of titles throughout series celebrating the 75th anniversary of Harlequin, which is wow. a big big anniversary and I'm so excited. We've got authors, everyone from Diana Palmer and Rand Thane to Brenda Novak to B.J. Daniels. Oh my god! So there's there's in in every series you you will see some really big names. Are you all going to have a party? That's a really good question. I, I don't know the answer Harlequin
0: to that party. yet. Like I have I hope dreams we of what a Harlequin party looks like. <laughs> <laughs> there are there have been some rumors. So as far as the like for subscribers, so if you subscribe to Special Edition with the continuities split, will that need to be like a separate subscription that
1: they would need to do now? That's a great question. I actually don't know the answer to that. Okay. Okay. Believe it or not. Because they are not they are not technically part of special edition anymore. They okay. are. Separate. Um, I actually don't know the question. It's possible. Okay. But I would have. To, I I could actually find out the answer to that. Um, but I would have to find out the answer. Okay. I, I never I thought always, about that. That's, I can always put that in question. show
0: notes if you can find it. Yeah, because I mean. Yeah, actually, if you could email me right I after,
1: <laughs> I can. I can find. I can try and find out. I'm out of the office Monday, but I could try and find out on Tuesday. Yay! <laughs> um, okay. Because I should know the answer to that. Um. Because I'm always
0: telling people, like, do the subscription. Just subscribe. Yeah, to the yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And I don't. I actually don't know how they're doing that. So that's okay. a good question. Okay. Um. So 2024.
0: Looking ahead, what what are some of the fun books that we can um, uh, expect to see? Because I think the beauty of category is you still just can get so much, and you don't necessarily know what. Obviously, like it just there's so much. But I feel like sometimes it feels like readers are in very specific moods. Like it feels like sometimes we're in cowboy moods and then sometimes (laughs) we want kind of like the Terry Wilson, fun, New York city setting. Mm -hmm. So like, what are some of the things that you're like, we can see, we can expect to see in the new year. And like, what's coming across your desk that you're like, Hmm, like, yes, I'm really interested
1: in this. So I think there's an amazing variety that readers are going to get. Um, I mean, and I'm going to guess that we're talking about special edition yes. right now. Um, I mean, the variety in specials. I'm so excited about it. There's because we have we have everything from the Terry Wilsons telling the sort of more you know cosmopolitan kind of um, sparkly romances. Um, we've got Allison Lee with a new miniseries about a family in the Pacific Northwest dealing with an inheritance from their father who they struggled with over the years. We've got um, a new series from Christine Rimmer um, series from Brenda Harlan. We've got lots of Westerns um, because Readers love westerns, and we've got a new western series from Maisie Yates. Yes. Um, as well, we've got we're introducing um a new series, and actually, it's a debut in special edition and for Harlequin from Tiff Marcello who's a oh, USA man. Today best Sally Gosser. Um, and it's set in the Shenandoah Valley, so it's definitely not a Western. <laughs> but, but it's it's a fascinating series, and it is also our first um, Filipina, um, Filipino characters. So I'm really excited about that. We've got an Irish set story from Mona Schroff, which is oh, sort of like a road trip rom-com. Called Road Trip Rivalry, which I love. It's oh, great, and it has Mona. it has it has an ending that just made me go, "Oh my god!" On the last couple of pages, because um, <laughs> I did not see the ending coming, and I felt like I probably should have, but I didn't. And it was just, it was so charming. It was a movie ending, um, and there we've got an amazing book from Ray Ann Thane. There's oh just, my gosh, Ray
0: yeah, and yeah, Giving. There's oh, I love a when she lot, does that. A love lot
1: it. coming <laughs> up here. We've got a wonderful new mini series from a newer author, Kaylee Newell. I love um,
0: Kaylee. I love that. Um she's oh my great. Gosh, what's the series? The series, it's set like the I Christmas think, Bay series. Yes. Oh, Christmas yeah. Bay. I it's, love that. I love the covers in, on
1: those. This is set in Christmas Bay, but it's a very different kind of series. This okay. is concerning a secret from the past and a family that has to deal with the fallout of that okay. secret. The one with so the baseball,
0: like the baseball cover, the like dugout and yeah. everything. I was like special yeah. edition is just.
1: After my heart, I love that series. (laughs) And we've got a great set of books um, from Jennifer Wilk. Her upcoming title in November is called Deadlines, Donuts, and Dreidels. That's going to be in that's going to be in um, November 2024, which I realize is a long way off. But Jennifer is actually going to be writing two fortunes of Texas books as well. So there will be a lot of Jennifer Wilk coming up in 2024, which is terrific. And Jennifer will be writing our first ever. Oh, she also has Matzah Ball Blues in April 2024. And Jennifer will also be writing our first ever Jewish characters in The Fortunes of Texas.
0: Oh my God. So
1: I'm really excited about that. I'm also really excited to have her in The Fortunes just because she writes a great book. Um, but I was thrilled to bring those characters into The Fortunes of Texas as well. So, um, I have to
0: ask, Mike, I discovered this author in 2023 and we're actually from not very far from each other in Missouri. And I just loved that. Like she, I was like, I know these places. Michelle Dunaway, is she, does, <laughs> oh, she, have yeah. anything?
1: does she have anything coming out? <laughs> yes, she does. She does. We've got her in the special edition lineup and she will be writing a Fortunes of Texas book as well. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: What about um, one that me and a friend read and talked about together on the podcast? We loved Lightning Strikes Twice by Elizabeth Ripp. Loved the cover, loved the book. Mm
1: -hmm. Are we getting another from Elizabeth? We are getting another from Elizabeth. And Elizabeth will also be writing a Montana Mavericks book in 2025. Okay. Oh, my God. That's how far ahead we are. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's how far ahead we are. But but she had been on my list ever since Lightning Strikes Twice for a continuity, and I was thrilled that we could make it happen. So um, as soon as I read anything by an author, I start to think, hmm, and and they go on like list A, and then they quickly move over to list B. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, can you you you've, like some of the
0: authors that we've named? You shared that they're you know so, this person's writing for this continuity. Is there any yeah. more you can tell us about the continuities? Like, is anybody new? Like any el- any other new authors coming over and writing for it for the first time? Can you share some more details? Oh about yeah,
1: those? I I mean we have several first time first time continuity authors. So I think speak, that's always so special. Um, I
0: love seeing like their yeah. first time because I just think that those continuities are so special.
1: They've been around for so long. So when you see like, yeah, oh, this is it, this
0: person's it's first really, time. I mean,
1: when you think about these projects, like Montana Mavericks launched in 1994. Oh my gosh! And wow, yeah, it's it's a milestone year. So 2024 for me, I've been frazzled about the, the Mavericks of 24 for. Over two years because all I could think was, oh my God, 30th anniversary. How do we deliver on this? How do I deliver? <laughs> so, because I was so intent on, and we have a longtime Bible writer that we work with. And we've been very intent on how do we make this special? What do we do? Yeah. We need some Easter eggs in here. We gotta make it unique. We gotta make it special. And I think we we came up with a really strong arc that you know, it's 12 books, but it's written in two six-book arcs, um, which is, A, more manageable. But it's also, I think it's easier for the authors to balance and to to balance with each other um, as they brainstorm. And so for the first six books, we've got sort of continuity. I always refer to them as returning champions, because if you've ever worked on one of these, you understand why I use that term. Um, so... You know, everyone from um, Melissa Sennett to um, um, Stella Bagwell and on the second half, Christine Rimmer, Kathy Douglas and Brenda Harlan. And then we've got newer authors, newer to the continuities, I should say, um, including Joanna Sims and Heather Lee Bell. And then for the Fortunes of Texas, um, for 2024, we've got everyone from Michelle Major, who's definitely a a highlight voice for us in special edition and in trade. And we're so excited that she wanted to come back and join the Fortunes lineup again, especially for such a great year. Um, We've got Liz Beverly in the second half of the year, We've got Joe McNally, who I'm thrilled about. And then we've got new to continuity voices like Carrie Nichols and Michelle Lindo Rice. And we've got Jennifer Wilk. Oh my gosh. And oh. we've got Allison Lee, who I jokingly refer to as the closer because she is an experienced closer and she knows how to tie those threads together, which is a very difficult position to be oh, in. yeah, I can't even imagine. I feel it's like- ver- It's very hard. Yeah, I imagine that like- uh...
0: I don't know. There's some pressure with being the first, but the the last, I can't even
1: imagine. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. So, um it's and it's hard to be the first too. It's yeah. very difficult. So, there's really no easy <laughs> position to be in, but um we've got and that's just for 2024. We've got a lot of exciting things coming in 2025 too. Um 2024 though is you know it's giving us a chance to highlight some some really favorite characters like we're bringing back um 90 something year old Winona Cobbs, who was a <laughs> Montana Mavericks original like I just said we we have to make her live forever um and Winona kind of Winona's getting married that's all I'm going to say if okay. you want to know more read the, books. Read uh, the book <laughs> but nothing ever happens Nothing ever happens with Winona the way you think it's going to happen. Let's just put it that way. Um, but she's a very special character in in the history of the Montana Mavericks. And we just could not not include an arc that made her, gave her a key role. And, th- you know, there are other sort of unique elements that we're including, like, um, you know, lots of Easter eggs involving the number 30, like someone pays off their ranch and, and um, a thirtieth anniversary gift that kind of you know, and anytime anyone touches it, they magically fall in love. Like little things like that. But in the Montana Mavericks, we can sort of play with those ideas, and still tell a great western with a lot of heart and soul. And the authors just throw themselves right into it, and it works really well. Like um, a. a childhood friends who made a, you know, promise like, Hey, if we're not married by the time we're 30, um, Susan, I love what? that. They're, that is one of my 30.
0: favorite <laughs> plot lines. And I feel like nobody
1: uses it. <laughs> That's yeah, my favorite we did. we did. Um, and the fortunes also, you know, the fortunes, it's the fortunes are a different kind of Western in that they have that more, that, that more upscale, the, the generational wealth element to them. Um, and so we're carrying over this thread from 2023, where we're trying to unveil the, the sort of the real story behind a mining disaster that occurred in, the, in a small town in Texas and sort of finishing the stories of a couple of characters, but bringing in new characters and discovering their connection to the famous family in Texas And the second half of 2024 will continue that theme and introduce more characters. And that's why when you ask, can a reader just pick up a book? And even if they don't know the stories that came before, I think they can because you'll discover the story as you're reading the book that you've selected yeah and you'll continue on you'll you'll want to continue on but you'll probably also want to go back and and find out what happened in the stories before because ideally you'll enjoy the setting you'll enjoy the concept and you'll just feel like hey this is really entertaining I want to dig into this a little more so um and you know clearly there's no shortage of stories to dig into but they're they're fun, they're entertaining, and there's something for every every reader to enjoy. To enjoy, yeah. So one thing that I'm trying
0: to capture, because I from fellow podcasters that are part of these like Discords, I've never been on Discord, so I don't have no idea how it works, but they're like oh, me either. they're yeah. like, hey, there's a lot of people interested in learning what category is. Cause they're hearing about the mm-hmm. new line and they're like, Oh, it's category. What is that? What is that? So For anybody that may come across this particular episode, we're talking about special edition. We're talking about um, the continuities, our Montana Mavericks and the Fortunes of Texas. How, you know, and I feel like you talked about this last time you were here, but if people come across this episode, how how would you describe special edition, especially now? Because I feel like it's becoming one of those lines where... There's just so much like that's what make to me makes it fun. Like if you want something really heartfelt, and emo- heartfelt and emotional, one of the books on the shelf, maybe even two has that. But then like if you want fun and flirty, but we all still have that community aspect to it, there might be there that there too. So like how does it feel for you right now? Like how would you describe it if somebody's like I'm going to give these one of a, one of these a try, but I have no idea what this line kind of represents. Like how would you describe it?
1: Well, I would start out by describing it as contemporary romance because I definitely think that that's what we are. Um, We are contemporary romance. Yes. Yeah. In you know, we're short contemporary romance, but compared to a (laughs) trade book, we're shorter, I should say, because if we're 70 to 75,000 words, we're, you know, but I think that our focus is on these characters and situations that a reader can relate to as they follow their story and their journey to finding true love. Yeah. And that's how I would describe it. And maybe that journey is more more humorous. Maybe that journey is a little bit more dramatic. It depends on the story that's being told. It depends on who the author is. Um, it could be it could be Western. It could be it could be like a, a a workplace romance. It could be a story that involves pets. There are a lot of different ways to tell those stories, which, you know, we know, I mean, but I think that under that umbrella of, you know, contemporary relatable stories, there really is something for everyone. And that's one of the things that I think is so unique about special edition. Yeah. Um, in a in a month of in a month of four books, I don't think there's a book that I read and pretend for two minutes I don't work on them. But I don't think there's a book that I read that I can't fall into because yeah. there really is something that pulls you into the story that you can find that you can just get so engaged with, um, whether it's the character or or the scenario of the, uh, you know, of the conflict because it is relatable. And I think that's what makes this line unique and special.
0: Yeah. I think, um, one of my favorites from this year was the bookstore's secret by McKinley. That book is just one of my, mm-hmm. it's like part of my heart and soul. It was like sweet. And then all of a sudden it was like, some steamy and I was like, okay, McKinley," but it still had this very (laughs) comforting. I think I put on Goodreads. I was like, I felt like I had a quilt around me and I was like sitting on a front porch with like a cool summer breeze. Like it was just so beautifully written, but so fun at the same time. Like it was just, it had a little bit of everything. And I think about that book all the time. Um, it hands down, it was one of my favorites of the year. And I was like, wow. And then Terry Wilson comes out with her new series, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. "This is the
1: same line." (laughs) You know, it's it's incredible. It's so good, and that's what I mean. Like the variety, the variety under the banner of special edition. It's to me like we're, we're it's 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 a bookstore unto itself, and I love that. Yeah, because it also makes it also makes my day to day that much more exciting because I don't feel like I work on just one thing. I get to work on A multitude of concepts and stories. And yet it fits under this category concept of what special edition is ultimately. And like I can go from the Tiff Marcello to the Brenda Harlan to the Kaylee Newell to, you know, the Mona Schroff. And ultimately we're delivering on the same concept to the reader. But each of those books is so different. And the reader is ultimately going to hopefully get walk away from each of those reads with feeling the way you felt, and that's and that's what we're trying to deliver.
0: Oh, another one that gets me is Carrie Nichols, and she's just one of the coolest people ever. <laughs> so, and here she's like going to be in the continuity. I'm so excited. Yes. I love Carrie. Yes. So 2025, I know that's a long ways away, but I mean- you Oh God, touched on yeah. A little no, bit, it's like,
1: tomorrow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's
0: what it feels like. It's like 30 minutes from now. What, What? Right. can you tell us anything more about 2025? Because 2024 sounds like it's going to be super exciting. How is 2025 going to compare to that?
1: Is it going to outdo 2024? Like, what can we expect? Well, our goal is to always outdo ourselves. Uh <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would hope that it would. I mean, we've got again, we're, we're we've got incredible books in the schedule. So Knockwood. I mean, I'm not making any predictions, and I'm not going to like say too much because you know things. We're still at that stage where nothing is set in stone, and things change. Things could change in terms yes. of what is in the schedule. Um, in terms of continuities, those the first half of 2025 is scheduled. Um, really exciting lineup in both continuities, very very exciting stories being told in both continuities um with very different elements. Um you know, we've we're changing the settings up in a big way. Okay. I mean, obviously Montana will still be on Montana and Texas will still be in Texas, but we're we've decided, you know, we're going to take a break. We're going to leave both towns behind and create brand new settings. Um, so again, another, another opportunity for new readers to jump in. Um, and I think that overall, there's always going to be something for a new reader, whether it's a continuity book or a series book, I think it will be, there will always be an opportunity for a reader to find something that fits them. And from there to discover more, you know, we, and we invite that, like we, we want, new readers to find something that they feel they can connect with in our lineup um and come back for more and i think we have a lot that will work for them and we want our current readers to continue to find the books that bring them back again and again because you know we we love our readers so and and we we think we have a pretty good idea of what makes them happy
0: and you may have touched on this already cuz i i feel like you may have answered it already but what are you like loving about editing special edition and the continuities now and just being part of the lines, continuous, like growth? What are you enjoying most about it? Is it that every book feels so different or or what?
1: I think that's a big part of it that, I mean, of course I love, you know, working on stories that have different tropes and different, I mean, that's, that's always entertaining to me because I, you know, we all have our favorites right? Like you, you love the longtime friends to lovers and, you know, I'm like a big friends or enemies to lovers fan. Second chance stories are great, but how many, you know, it's interesting to me to see how many ways authors can find to tell a certain kind of story. And it, it's, it's amazing to me at how creative our authors can be. Um, and even new authors find unique ways to tell a story which is always what I spark to like if you can make me go oh I never thought of this before I love this that then you've hooked me um and that's really what I look for in a book like like make me forget that I'm working just just get me to read you know (laughs) and and so um that's that's generally what our authors are able to do, which is why it takes me so long to edit a book (laughs) because I forget that I'm working. Um, But that has to be the best feeling when you're like, Oh, I should have been editing this. Yeah, Exactly. Like, Oh, like these 10 pages went by, but now I have to do them again. But I I love that. I love that idea that you feel connected to these characters. You feel like you're pulled into the world of the book and you, you don't, put it down. I don't put it down and think, oh, that was that was a fun story to read. I put it down and I think, I am so sad that's over. And like now I have to go back to doing whatever I was doing because you know you need to like pull yourself out of the experience because you're done. And ideally that's what a really great read does. It pulls you in and you need a minute to like extract yourself from the world because it's 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 given you a place to go and and you've kind of stepped in to another world. And it may not, it's not different from your world at all. Like we're not it's not a fantasy in the sense that we're taking you to a, a, an invented world. Like you're not going to the upside down, you're not going to Hogwarts, you're not going to but it's still taking you someplace else. And ideally that's that's what our books do. Um same thing with the Mavericks or the Fortunes. It's taking you someplace else it's taking you to the ranching town where you can kind of follow the the Christmas story and see how the the, is the family conflict going to get worked out and is that hero and heroine are they going to end up together or is the family conflict gonna just like keep them apart like it has for the last 20 years or will they resolve it in time for the holiday you know Mm -hmm. are, are you gonna be at that tree lighting with with everybody in town. And I realize that makes me sound like a little bit loopy, but you know, but you know what I mean? Like when you, when you feel drawn into a great story, you feel like you're there. Mm -hmm. And ideally we want each of our books to give our readers the feeling that they are there with the characters, feeling a part of the situation, experiencing it. And, and, you know, being a part of the setting and I we work really hard to try and achieve that. I think you're doing a great job. And that's, I think that's <laughs> really important to me. And I think that's what I love.
0: With the 70 to 75K, has it been mm-hmm. more challenging? Like, I think that if an author was used to like already writing that, like telling them, okay, you have to cut 20,000 of these, that could be a struggle. It hasn't been a struggle to say like, hey, you have more word count and like they have to kind of adjust to... How do I do this? Does that make sense? Like giving them the more space? Is yeah. that a
1: challenge? No, it's it's definitely a challenge because we were going from 60-ish, give give or take a little bit, and then 60 to 65-ish. So it was definitely a challenge. Um and we we kind of had some leeway in saying, you know, look, like do the best you can to get as close to 70 as you can. And then we'll work on it from there and some authors naturally write longer, some naturally write shorter and some kind of fall in between and the, one of the things that you learn when you're editing and this is different for every author is you know some authors are more narrative heavy some are more dialogue heavy some some there you learn that there are places where you might want to to avoid some repetition. And maybe you want to bring in more dialogue because you realize, oh, this is a great place to have more interact more verbal interaction, because it will enhance the emotion. And maybe this is a great place to pull back on the dialogue because we want to kind of get into their heads a little bit more. So it's been an interesting experience, I think, editorially for the team, because we're all, and when I say all, I mean, editors and the authors, we're all kind of learning together. I think we've got a handle on it now. But for the first months that we were working on those books, because we've worked so many months ahead, we were all kind of figuring out together where the sweet spot was for each author and how to achieve it in a way that the book felt right, as opposed to feeling, you know, not right. And so it didn't feel forced. Um, And I think everyone now is in their comfort zone. But uh-huh. for a while, it was, it was a challenge. Um, but it was a challenge I think everyone wanted to try and meet. Yeah. And again, like, you know, if you naturally write shorter, maybe it was a little harder. If you naturally write a little bit longer, it wasn't as difficult, which is not to minimize saying, you know, you write at 65, now you have to write 5,000 words more. <laughs> that's, that's not easy. But I think everyone started to think about, oh, how can I tell this story in a slightly different way? Um, which was the question that I sort of put to everyone and that I was working with. And, and I, everybody delivered without question. I mean, the continuity authors, you know, got away with not having to worry about it. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do you do most of your
0: editing? Like I imagine you, cause I just imagine you being like the coolest person ever, like sitting in a New York city <laughs> coffee shop, like some hipster place in like Brooklyn editing. And I'm just so jealous. Cause I'm like, these people have no idea that she's editing our special editions <laughs> as they give her her latte. Or are you at home cozy? Or are you like in the office at like, what's your favorite place? Where can we typically find you editing our future special editions?
1: I mean, okay, like I love this image that you have of me sitting in like a Brooklyn <laughs> coffee house because if that were true, I would be the happiest person on earth. Um, I'm BBC absolutely so happy. Um, a couple of days a week, I am in the office um, because we all are. Um, I don't get much editing done there, I admit, because there are usually too many meetings. Um, usually I'm at home and at this time of year, I'm at home. I would love to tell you that, yes, your image of coziness works, but I'm usually running back and forth to the thermostat, turning it up going, why is it so cold in here? Uh, (laughs) I am wrapped in some sort of sweater or scarf, like because my hands are cold, uh, (laughs) <laughs> but i usually use like a focus timer because i i'm one of those people who gets distracted really easily same so, yeah like something goes by outside i go ooh butterflies um <laughs> or the guys with the leaf blowers will come by to get rid of like the dead leaves in the neighborhood and the noise a- anyone who has leaf blowers in their neighborhood knows exactly what i'm talking about that noise is just a focus killer Annoying, yeah. and I, I i can't i can't i just no It's terrible. Um, But once I get going, like that focus timer is the greatest thing on earth because it's like 25 minutes at a pop. I can probably do in an hour, I can do 50, 60 pages. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's because like, once I really get in, I don't get out. That's it. I'm in, Um, you know, unless I have a meeting or something, in which case I have to like sort of structure my time differently. But I just like, I put some music on like real, really quiet and just so that I can just hear it. And I just kind of throw myself into the book and, and I just go. Um, and for me, the book that I don't want to stop is, is the great one is the great one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The book that I, and again, it's, I might be editing it, but it doesn't feel like work.
0: If you realize like I haven't had to like edit anything. Do you just leave it like is that is that a good sign or is it no, I need to go back and it's like
1: no, it's- sometimes sometimes it's like, oh God, now I have to go back and make sure I didn't miss something. but sometimes it's a great sign because sometimes sometimes I you know when you're very focused on what you're doing, you know that there are things that you know you need to flag for a copy editor, you know it might be some repetition or this or that. There might be some grammar issues that you're flagging or some style issues that you're flagging for production to, you know, style these text messages, things like that, because I tried to do it once and they yelled at me. So I don't do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> because apparently I did it wrong. But um, I but most of the time, it's very rare that something goes through with like no, you know, nothing goes through with no edits. But there's there's light edits. There's medium. There's, you know, let me pull this apart and put it back together which is which is a rarity it really is um but my authors know me i am hopeful that they trust me um and i think we're we will often have a conversation in track changes where i might say to them i noticed this a few times is that was this your intent um if so, then I think we're on the same page. If not, you might want to go back and take a look at it, um, maybe recast it, because um, I'm not sure it's coming across the way you intend, for, just as, you know, one example. Or, uh, you know, I always try to leave, if I see something that I love, I always try to flag it and just say, oh, you know, a smiley face or a heart or something, because I, I want people to know when, when they're nailing it, because they, they should be told when they're nailing it. Because it's, it's great. Um, and when I get to the end and someone had the audacity to like wring some emotion out of my cold, dead heart, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never failed to tell them because like, it's not, it's not easy to, it's not easy to, when this is the format that you've worked in for a very long time and we're constantly asking our authors and we're constantly asking, you know, potential authors for for unique spins on things and fresh takes on things, that's not an easy thing to deliver. And when authors deliver on that, and very frequently they do, I always say, I don't know how you did this, but you just moved me. I love and, hearing and that I, you were moved. <laughs> but I want them to know that they did that yeah. because- if they can move us, then they're they going to move, move the reader yeah. because we're, steep, we're steeped in it. So if you guys can move us, <laughs> then, then you're definitely going to move the audience, yeah. you know? And and the thing is, the authors are so creative. They are really creative. And when they send me ma- manuscript and go, I, I I messed up the ending. I really don't know what I did. I always think, yeah, sure you did. Um, because I get to the end and I feel blown away by what I've read. Can you
0: share like, like recently edited or something you're working on now? Like give us an example of something that like you just kind of fell into and were moved by aspiring writer. That's listening out there, like from the editor something recently, like, or now that you're editing that you're like, I was not expecting this. This took me by surprise. Like, give us an
1: example. So a couple of recent ones. Um, So I finished a month or two ago. Um, this is actually an April 2024 book, uh, "Snowden with a Stranger" by Brenda Harlan. Um, it's, I think, it's a very mature story because it involves a divorced hero whose teenage daughter really does not want him to get involved with anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I really related to that because I, I grew up with a, a number of friends who whose parents were divorced. And I kind of saw this from a lot of different angles when I was growing up. So I, I related to it from a different angle, of course, but, and I thought, I thought the ending was really compelling wow. and it just, it, 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 Brendan Bring it there the way I anticipated. She really kind of faked me out, and and I was like, "You did it again. You made me cry." Uh, <laughs> and she was like, "This is now what I try to do. I try to do this on every book. See if Not our cold-hearted cry. Susan. No, exactly. Dying. Exactly." Right. And then, um, um, Sabrina York, um, actually the same month, A Father's Redemption is an amazing story and she kind of got a tear from my eye there and then I have to say May 2024 Tiff Marcello our debut um, it started with a secret is a really amazing story and I just I can't say that it made me cry but it really made me emotional at the end because it's a story about a hero who does not know who his birth father is. He starts out by learning who his birth father is and then he sets out to find him. And it's really a journey of, you know, finding his, finding his family, but it's, his family is not what he thinks. Okay. Um, And, 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 and it's, it's, he really lies to them and he has to sort of come to terms with the fact that telling the truth could blow things up, but, Confessing that he lied could also blow things up. So he's sort of caught in his own... Talk about conflict. (laughs) The the conflict in that book is like over the top. And it's so, it's such a juicy read. And it's really romantic because he falls in love with like the manager of the bed and breakfast who feels like she sort of owes her career to the widow of this guy's father.
0: Oh and the widow gosh. does not know
1: that it's, it's, it's so juicy. Like everybody just go read this book.
0: <laughs> I am going to get on that galley to see if it's there. Yeah. Yet.
1: <laughs> and, and actually just last night I finished editing, um, a September book, um, by Laurel Greer, they're unexpected forever. And, and that like, that like made me cry a little bit. at the end. It She's was very so good. Yeah. That, that was very emotional. And she's gonna be writing a 2025 Montana Mavericks book. That's actually gonna be her first continuity book ever. Oh, I
0: love a Canadian so. writing a Montana Mavericks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love that. So for her. she's been wanting to do a Western for a while and I was like, okay, you're we we got you in. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> well, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, where can every where's where's the special edition stuff? Like where should everybody online be looking for information on special edition. I'll leave all the so, links.
1: So on Wrightfor dot com, we've got guidelines um on Harlequin dot com, on Amazon.com, on com, etc. Books and of course retail, um, all the usual retail outlets. Um, obviously, some of the books I just mentioned will not be out for a while, but you know, don't hesitate to look for them when they are out. <laughs> um, but yeah, the writeforharlequin.com. If you're looking, if you're thinking about submitting to special edition, um, that is where you'll find our our most updated guidelines. I always recommend to people. Read the current month's releases, maybe read the next month's releases also just to get a feel for what is being bought by the line, to get a feel for what we're publishing. Um, Because I could talk about it till the cows come home, but really actually reading the books and getting a feel for the different storytelling in the month is the best way to sort of put it together with the guidelines and have it all make, make sense. Yeah and they're just so good. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun,
0: Happy And again, the,
1: and again, the continuities will be sort of as a standalone product. Um, we don't take submissions for continuities. Those are, those are handled in a different way, but we, you know, if you're submitting for special edition, um, just, you know, do, do your homework, do your research and, um, yeah, we'll be curious to see what you got. Is there anywhere online
0: you're comfortable with people finding you?
1: Yeah, I'm at uh, my Twitter handle is Susan underscore Litman Twitter, X, whatever it's calling itself these days. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I still call it the Twitter. I still call it Twitter. Like that's, that's really the best place to get me. Okay. Well thank you for
0: joining me again. You'll have to come back. I'll have to read some of the books and um, pick your brain about them. I can't wait. Um, I've been so excited for this. So thank you.
1: My pleasure. I will come back anytime you want me.